You wouldn't believe it, but Nate doesn't know how to press record on a thing, so we stopped ourselves in the middle of telling story number two. Uh, I mean, at least we only made it to two. <laughs> yeah. Things you missed? Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, all the jokes in, in 30 seconds. Uh, War Hospital came out for PC, PlayStation, Xbox. Gaza. Ukraine. Okay. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> that was it, I think, right? Laugh track. There's <laughs> way more context that you should Oh, by the way, it's the Gamers 2 podcast. We round up from news and commentary related to the video game industry anything else that might pique our interest sega should be doing a lot of stuff because in number one suji utsumi has been named president coo of ceo of sega america and europe utsumi's previous role as co-coo and representative director will be taken up by yuki sujino starting april 1st 2024 utsumi is an industry veteran having joined sony in 1994 as vice president where he was involved in the launch of the playstation in north america banger he joined sega in 1996 <laughs> as sega vice president Senior Vice President, and oversaw the launch of the Sega Dreamcast in the same territory. Wild. They should make a second one. He left left Sega in 2000 to work for Disney Interactive, followed by roles in Q Entertainment, Warner Music Japan, and Cybird, before returning in 2019 as Vice President and Senior uh, Executive Officer. Utsumi was named Co-COO, President of Consumer Games and Transmedia, and Representative Director in April 2023. Sega Sammy, is that a mascot? Also announced the retirement of three executives. Change them the guard. They should do a lot more things and a lot more games. And man, wouldn't it be wild if they found a way to put Initial D in Forza? (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's like, what the fuck? Crazy Taxi in Forza. It's a great idea. Think about it. All right, number two. Uh, HBO's. I just love it. I don't know why I would love this just as a concept where we record the entire thing, listen to it, and then don't look at anything and say it all again. <laughs> oh, I'd be awful at that. I am awful at that. Um, number two, HBO's The Last of Us scooped up eight awards at the Creative Arts Emmy Awards 2023. The Creative Emmys focus on technical achievements and behind-the-scenes work, in addition to accolades for actors. Nick Offerman won Outstanding, outstanding Guest Actor for his portrayal of Bill in the episode Long, Long Time. Well, Storm Reid took away Outstanding Guest Actress for her role as Riley Abel. The uh, Last of Us took home six awards relating to production, including Outstanding Main Title Design, Picture Editing for a Drama Series, Sound Editing and Sound Mixing for a Comedy or Drama Series, Special Visual Effects in a Season or a Movie, and Prosthetic Makeup. The show was also nominated in the 2024 Golden Globes, which took place on the same night. Um, the live action adaptation of Naughty Dog's game was nominated for 24 awards across the Creative Arts Emmys and the Primetime Emmys, which will be held on January 16th. Not surprising. No. It's a good show by all accounts. Yep. That was a for it. It's impressive. <laughs> I know. It's <laughs> like, this is the, the closest one where we stopped ourselves. Um, Blessing and a curse. Uh, I got a lot of things to say about award shows, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good exposure. Um, the Last of Us, the Dead Horse. It really is getting beaten. The in the <clears throat> post the award show, a lot of the season two casting started showing up. Yep, which I, I think a lot of them are pretty good. They all make sense. Like every time I look at them, I go, "Yep, that that checks out." That person, that person, all of it makes sense. But then I'm going, "Well, they said they weren't really going to follow part two, but then yeah. they're casting a lot of people in part two. And I'm going, "Are you telling one point five? Because that's what I feel is probably going to happen. Is they're going to give you all the stuff that you don't get when you walk into two? Like how the other people show up and whatever? I think realistically, if you look back at all the playtime in The Last of Us 2, there is a lot that could be cut out. 
and it doesn't oh, yeah. affect the story. Well, there's a lot that we could that could be cut out, and there's a lot that should be reordered. Yeah, it's always been my argument with it. I I'd be okay even with some of the stuff not getting cut out if they just switched the order of how they told the story. But that's yeah. like another thing. But I have a feeling they're going to mm. tell the one and a half mm. of all of that early, like all the the pre stuff before yeah. uh, collisions happen. <clears throat> is all going to get told in season two and then the collision is going to happen in season three. Yeah. Or at the end of two, like the, the real traumatic scene is going to happen like end of season two and it's going to cliffhanger people. Mm-hmm. And we're all like, we know where this ends and, but everybody else is going, Ooh. Um, speaking of casting, did you see who uh, was cast for the Witcher season four? Yeah, I did. I liked it. Okay. I like Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. And him him as Regis. Yeah, there you go. Is. It it, it fits. He can do it. I believe he can do it. He can't do the voice that the guy reads it as, Mm -hmm. which is whatever. Yeah. But what I didn't like is the tweet announcing it as a barber whatever with a mysterious past. And I'm like. Well, he wasn't a barber, was he? I, he might have wasn't had... he like an apothecary or something yeah that's and so i was just like he technically has a long life yeah because of reason yeah so whatever but i think i think lawrence is a, is an okay i'm like i'm completely okay with that casting what i'm not okay with is henry cattle not being a part of the show anymore and yeah. then just doing whatever the fuck they want I but, never. I still haven't watched season three. Probably. Won't. I haven't either. I've. I've been like, you know, I kind of want to watch it, but I don't. But uh, I just I don't. Know. Yeah. Um. On the award show angle, uh, Golden Globes were terrible. Joe Coy was a terrible host. Bombed the entire time. Read I that. didn't. I didn't watch any of it, but all the clips I saw, I was just like, "Yep, this is as cringy as I would ever expect it to be." Because I've never watched an award show and thought it was good to begin with. But mm-hmm. his hosting was not good either. Um, at one point, I believe there was a clip of him going off script to complain that his writers sucked and the jokes that people were laughing at were his. And I was like, what? What are you doing? Just, you're bombing. Accept it and move on. Like, yeah. Uh, and then they, you know, whatever. I, oh, who cares? Um, award shows are terrible. The They're awkward. Happy to see Nick win. Happy to see the other stuff. Uh, it's just, yeah. I don't know. I'm more curious what happens. Well, I'm not really curious about those award shows, but I'm curious. Dice should be coming up pretty soon. Yep, the nominees are in this list. Yeah, and so those ones I'm always curious about the winners of more than I am like game awards. Yeah. So. Number three. You want some layoffs? I mean, no, but yeah. That's yep. Here we go. Unity has announced another round of layoffs as part of its restructuring efforts, resulting in the loss of 1,800 jobs. Uh, speaking of Unity, Unity will see six of Iron Source's co-founders move to non-executive positions and stay employed for the next six months during the transitionary period. Twitch is laying off 500 employees this month. Bloomberg suggested that the cuts are a result of concerns over losses and the departure of a number of executives. Playtica will cut around 10% of its staff, resulting in redundancies of up to 400 people, and Discord is reducing its workforce by 170 staffers, which is 17% of their workforce. 
The CEO basically said, we grew too fast. They knew too much. <laughs> Classic. Uh, that's like every company during the pandemic. We grew too fast. Yeah, you fucking dicks. Anyways, Arnold Schwarzenegger. The little the tortilla boy. Nor the time to take my tortillas. Uh, what's that guy's name? Pablo, Pablo Francisco. Yeah, yeah. In a world. Got the, the movie voice. All right, number four. Valve has adjusted its review policy for AI content on Steam, saying it will, quote, release the vast majority of games that use it, end quote. However, the company is introducing new rules it described in a blog post, such as the need for developers to disclose AI what how AI was used throughout the development of the game. Valve split AI content into two categories. Uh, one being pre-generated, meaning any kind of content, art, code, sound, etc., created with the help of AI tools during development. And then two, live-generated, which Valve defined as any kind of content created with the help of AI tools, tools ugh, while the game is running. Both types of AI content will be reviewed by Valve to make sure it does not include illegal or infringing content. For live generating AI content, developers will also need to show what features are in place to ensure the game can't create illegal content. The AI disclosure will be used by Valve to review the game prior to release, and once released, will be displayed on the titles page so players are aware of what AI content is included. Under Valve's new AI policy, uh, players will also be able to report any illegal content generated by AI in-game themselves. Good that we're starting to get rules. Yeah, getting rules. They seem to be responsible about it. They're like, oh, we got to go do some research before we, before we make a ruling on this. They did the research. They came back said, this is our policy. And there you go. Wrapped up with a bow. Yep. Number five, during the CES 2024 show, MSI revealed the claw. The claw. It's new PC handheld device. As reported by The Verge, the PC manufacturer intends to release three units ranging from $699 to $799. A base model will ship with a 512 gig memory storage. <laughs> Intel's new Meteor Lake Core Ultra Processor will power the handheld console. The firm said it would also feature a 7-inch LCD display screen and a 53-watts-per-hour battery. Wattage hours? I never remember um, how WH works. I think it's watts-per-hour. All right, nailed it. Offering two hours of playtime for just, AAA titles. Or just watt-hours, maybe? I like watt-hours. That makes more sense. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Uh, the Claw will run Windows 11, and it will be able to play Android titles via its app player. MSI did not provide an exact release date for its new PC gaming hardware. It joins Asus ROG Ally and Lenovo's Legion Go as a competitor to Valve's Steam Deck. And when we say competitor, we mean attempt. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that one. So many new monitors at CES. Always. So many TVs. TVs, monitors, micro LED screens. Uh, we're kind of starting to reach a little bit of diminishing returns, though. So. Yeah, a little bit. People are getting weird about how they have to announce things. Our TV folds into your pocket. You're like, what are you doing, man? Yeah. You have Sony with their fucking 
Sony Honda with their uh yeah yeah their car driving it on stage with the PlayStation remote. Do you think it does well in the ocean? We'll find out. Maybe. Number six. High Red Studios has announced Smite 2. The developers are saying this is a true sequel that aims to be the next generation action MOBA featuring dynamic lighting, physically based rendering, I don't know what that means, plot simulation, more detailed models, and more. It's currently powered by Unreal Engine 5.2 with plans to upgrade soon to Unreal 5.3. The goal is to take the core of Smite and make it better, more streamlined, yet deeper at the same time on the gameplay level. Targeted improvements are being made in specific areas to accomplish this. There's new gods as well, such as uh, Hecate. Uh, Hecate. It's Greek, so it's hard to... Whatever. The Greek goddess of sorcery. A, it, might be, it might be pronounced like an ass, but I'm not sure. I don't know. Hecate? Hecate. Um, <clears throat> a custom matchmaking system will power the new game, which will support crossplay between PC, PS5, Xbox Series, and Xbox Series, excuse me. Hi-Rez clarified its plans to support both Smite and Smite 2 at the same time. Uh, the closed alpha is set to begin in spring 2024, with signups already available through the official website. Uh, they did go into depth about details with um, with details about changes to the game and, and things they're adding and all that good stuff. So if you if you're a Smite person, you know, dig a little bit and you'll uh, you'll get some details, some deets. I sent this uh the Wario 64 tweet to the one guy I know that still like will sometimes play Smite. And I was like, "All right, you're my expert." Thoughts and the response was kind of looks Overwatch to me. Where they're like, "All right, we're going to make a new one." Kind of. <laughs> yeah. It did um it did sound like they're trying to speed it up a little bit. Yeah. Like the passives, the passive items now have like active abilities. It's like, there's like some, basically some ways to like make it so you can get more movement, and sure. more options. Yeah. I believe you. I just don't. I don't. I was never a smart person. I, yeah, I don't know. Number seven, Retro Games Limited will launch the Atari 400 Mini on March 28, 2024, priced at $120. The retro console will include 25 classic games built in, including Berserk, Boulder Dash, Capture the Flag, Lee, Millipede, Minor 2049er, Missile Command, Mule, Star Raiders 2, and Yoomp. <laughs> Everybody remembers Yoomp. Of course. Who could forget it? Players will be able to insert a USB stick with their own Atari games and play those too. Hmm. That's pretty dope. We supporting this? The console has five USB ports in total for connecting joysticks, controllers, and keyboards. There's also a rewind mode that lets players rewind the action by up to 30 seconds. It's a neat idea. I'd, I'll be intrigued to see how it actually like, yeah. does. Mm-hmm. It's a cool one. It looks like I got shafted with a really bad names. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, number eight. CD Projekt Red veteran. Uh, Mat- Mateus, I guess. Yeah, you'd be. You'd be. Mateus Tomat. Oh, I, I had this before. Tomaskowitz. Tomaskowitz. Probably a V on the W, but yeah. 
Moskowitz. Vix? Vix? Yeah, there's no T. Vix, yeah, that's what I said. What is it? Oh, I thought you said Wits. Vits, sorry, my bad. Tomaskowitz has been appointed as creative director at Polish studio Rebel Wolves. The Warsaw-based studio, which was co-founded in 2022 by The Witcher 3's game and art directors, is currently working on a fantasy RPG for PC and new-gen consoles. Tomaskowitz previously spent almost 13 years at CD Projekt, during which time he held roles including lead quest designer on The Witcher 3 and its expansions. That's, that's some good shit right there. And quest director on Cyberpunk 2077. Prior to joining Rebel Wolves, he also spent two years working as principal narrative designer on Riot's game's upcoming League of Legends MMO. Dude's got some street cred. It's another yeah. one. It's another one of those uh, CD Projekt offspring spawn to inevitably be absorbed by CD Projekt. <laughs> I'd <laughs> be like, oh, you did a good job over there. Why don't you come home? Probably. Come home, make a Witcher game for us. You made a, you made something for yourself. Now come home. <laughs> I'll be like, no, we Num- don't want to go. <laughs> Number nine, Spider-Man 2 led the nominations for the 27th annual Dice Awards. Insomnia Games title was recognized across nine total categories. Remedies Alan Wake 2 came in close second with eight nominations, and Baldur's Gate 3 scooped up seven. Any so, ones you're curious about? No. Okay. We've, I'm, I'm curious. We'll do the winners. That's where I All right. I start to get curious. Because um, if I remember correctly, DICE is voted on by industry people, like other devs, not uh, media and fans. So. I believe that is correct. I'm always curious what the uh, based on what they think. Based on the nominees, I would assume that is true. Do you want to tell me some? Um. Well, the game of the year is you know the ones you'd expect, and then Cocoon. Yep. Good game. I and think then, that one I didn't know because I think somebody did tweet that. And then, uh, yeah, everything else you could, you know, it's pretty, probably would be able to guess it. A lot of the same games over and over again. For obvious reasons. Um, Where are we? Number 10, Rumor Roundup? Rumor Roundup. Rumor Roundup. Uh, <clears throat> the title. Ha <laughs> ha. So we did. The title for Bethesda's upcoming Indiana Jones game from developer Machine Games might be Indiana Jones and the Great Circle. Please no. And it's rumored to be launching in 2024. We gotta get a better name. It does seem really flat. I, I wasn't a Dial of Destiny fan. Dial of Destiny is better than the it, Great Circle. But it's Circle. way better than, than Great Circle. Yeah. I did not Google it because I'm sure it's a thing. It's like, you know, some... Yeah, I'm sure it's a thing. But we gotta get a better name. I agree. Uh, Retailer Best Buy has listed a new PS5 DualSense controller version, which is said to include a charging station. 
Um, this was the one that was making the rounds online. I don't know if you saw it because it was being like, it was marketed as having 12 hours of battery life. Right. But apparently, the original DualSense was also marketed as having 12 hours of battery life. Can you imagine getting 12 hours of battery life out of the DualSense 5? No, but can you imagine them screwing up the marketing twice? Yes. Yeah. 100%. Um, <clears throat> more evidence has been discovered that points to 343 Industries developing the next Halo installment in Unreal Engine 5. Remedy Entertainment has recently filed a trademark for FBC Firebreak in Europe. I'm told that FBC stands for the Federal Bureau, Bureau of Control. You are correct. Which plays a central part in Remedy's control from 2019. Also, Firebreak refers to strange features inside Control's oldest house. I have no fucking idea what that means. The oldest house is the... And listen, I can do a lot of Control explaining in Federal Bureau of Control, but we don't need to go down. You should play the game. Yeah. Just play the game. But the oldest house is the the building of like headquarters. Okay. Uh, this next one was a rumor, but whatever. Microsoft has confirmed the new Xbox Showcase Developer Direct for January 18th at 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, games to be shown during the showcase include Indiana Jones, Avowed, Era, History Untold, and Senua Saga Hellblade 2. I mean... I'm intrigued. First off, I need some release dates. Yes. Mainly on Hellblade. Specifically on Hellblade. We need a release date. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I'm just curious to see more, because we needed to see more about. We needed to see Indiana Jones. Uh, we need to hear that you changed the name of Indiana Jones already. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, this one's interesting. Sea of Thieves and Hi-Fi Rush are rumored to be making the jump to PlayStation and Switch. There's a rumor going around that Microsoft is going to start bringing games to other platforms. So Hi-Fi Rush makes sense. I can see that one being pretty easy uh, and not intrusive to like to for Sony to be like, no, stop. Um, it's a good game, but it's not like mm-hmm. not going to kill them. Yeah. Uh, sea of Thieves. Well, graphically, it could run on PlayStation. I'm interested in how the network's going to work on there. Yeah. Uh, but on PlayStation, Sea of Thieves probably would be pretty solid. I agree. And it's bonus points if they launch around the same time as Skull and Bones. It's not making, it's probably not making that much more money on Xbox. So, like, you not can, anymore. I mean, you they're kind of double dip by bringing it to PlayStation. They might be at the point where they're like, we kind of don't. We, we got to throw it somewhere else and see what happens. Yeah. I wonder if they're like, oh, we could spend a couple million and port it pretty easily. Like, all right, well, do it. Um, and finally, Nintendo is reportedly deep in conversation with external studios to work on its first party IP. That's interesting. It's hard to imagine, but that's why it's in the rumor section. It is interesting. What is that? Because they have more than one. Mario? Mario. That'd be wild. I don't know if they go that. Mario. Mario? Now for some questionable things. Oh. That don't have full paragraphs. 
Some of them are pretty long. Capcom has donated eight hundred and thirty thousand to support earthquake relief. There was an earthquake, you, earthquakes in Japan. In case you're curious, Square Enix has donated thirty-three, ah, three hundred thousand and three oh, hundred forty-five thousand dollars to earthquake relief. Pokemon Company has donated three hundred forty-six thousand because fuck you, Square Enix. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> Konami's eFootball hits seven hundred million downloads. That's insane. A lot. Statistically, like it's a large number. That is a large number. A handheld. There's a fucking. Getting attacked over there? No, it's just like one of those, like something. Yeah. Loose string, something out. Tickling. Netflix is reportedly considering. Skip, one. Skip five. A handheld Sega Mega Drive. Sega Mega Drive is like a. I don't know. like it. That plays original cartridges has been announced. The machine can toggle between 16 by 9 and 4 by 3 aspect ratio and comes with a 5-inch display for $120. Netflix is reportedly considering different avenues to generate income from their games division. Sources suggest executives are considering an introduction of in-app purchases as a way to generate revenue or in-game ads for subscribers across the ad-supported tier. Or bleeding the children for all of their blood to sell it on the black market because Netflix needs more money. Put ads in there. The, the, I can think of no better way to, to kill I your got, gaming I, aspirations. I got a better idea. They should put ads inside the ads. Ooh, adception. Have an ad for a TV with an ad playing on the TV. Look how good this ad looks. My new TV. What if like you lie, you sign in with your Netflix account and every device that's that has your Netflix account on it and immediately starts playing ads. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, Microsoft has dethroned Apple as the world's most valuable company, but it's expected to be short-lived because idiots will buy Apple's Vision Pro. <laughs> Written correctly and by Matt. Uh, I wonder, even though they say they're the most valuable company, what do we think their cash reserves are? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point because like, Apple's notorious for having a lot of cash on hand at all times. Exactly. Apple will launch its new Apple Vision Pro on February 2nd in the U.S. The headset will bleed you of the innocent for $3,500. Basically. Nintendo shares a record high due to Switch 2 anticipation and speculation of a Saudi investment. I'm sorry, that was supposed to be record high stock price. Yeah. I also read it wrong because it's Nintendo shares hit a record high due to... And I'm pretty sure I said Nintendo shares a record high. I skipped yeah. it. Maybe. Yeah. Number 10, a new report from Data.ai says that mobile consumer game spending hit $107 billion in 2023. The figure represents a decrease of 2% year over year. China led the way in both mobile spending and downloads. TikTok is the first app to hit $10 billion on in-app spending. Have you seen they have a TikTok store? I don't. Can we not? I don't want to think about that, man. It's it's wild because they're hitting it hard. So like when I was looking for monitors, there's a, there's a you bought you could buy it from TikTok. Yeah, Newegg has a TikTok store. So like it's essentially a marketplace. And so like they were running crazy deals where like they were there would be monitors that were like seventy five dollars off. Wow. And I was like, I morally can't do this. Yeah, listen, to keep my sanity, I'll yeah. keep the $75. Yeah, I guess I'll buy something else. I don't care. 
Number 12, the Pokemon Company has announced... I don't know what I want to think about that. Like, something about that just makes me mad. Yeah. Number 12, the Pokemon Company has announced that it will be shutting down both the app and Pokemon TV website on March 8th. Forgot that that was a thing. I want to be very TikTok owner ByteDance has confirmed it is currently in discussions to sell its video games operations. Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League's Alpha NDA was lifted early, and fan impressions seem mixed. And from this guy, they ain't good. All right. I, th- I was trying to be, like, objective. I, there were things that, I, in watching it, I went... <clears throat> yeah. Apparently, like, the, the theory is that they lifted the NDA because they wanted to get ahead of the negative reviews. They're going to get it. The here's the quick problem. Looking at it, you go, okay, <clears throat> this doesn't like visually look too bad. Their UI is disgusting. There's too much shit on the screen. So like that's bad visually. But like if they if they just aren't doing anything and they're standing in the world, you're like, okay, it looks empty, <clears throat> but it looks okay. Yeah. Their UI is gross. Their there were I saw five currencies in one of the screens. Fucking get out of here with that yeah everybody i've told that, that you, there's a screenshot it's of uh i can't remember who had it it was of an like an axe so it was like a weapon thing that you could like upgrade i guess and in the top right corner it looked like five currencies and i went fuck you <laughs> i just immediately looked at it and my visceral reaction was fuck you yeah and there <clears> have <throat> been multiple people that i've been like there were five currencies in that screen and they went five and it did the same yeah. thing and i was like yeah if that doesn't tell you as a game company that we're done with this shit, the most you're allowed is three. Even that's too much. That's too much, but I can I, I can allow you three because you can lie to me and say that it's bronze, silver, and gold. Three. Spider-Man was pushing it. Because Spider-Man had like four. Jesus. All right. Normal collecting, and then the ones you got for based on how well you did in the mission. So if you just did the mission better, you got the higher one. Okay. But you weren't using those to upgrade your person. You were just using those to buy cosmetic suits. Oh, see? That's okay. You were That's getting, like, you know, it's a it's it a, your, it's it a scale. Your, it was your normal skill point bar from just completing it. Mm-hmm. That then when you leveled up, you got a skill point and you turned around and spent it on your yeah. skill tree. If you have one currency that's just for like player upgrades and then a couple currencies for cosmetics. By all Technically, means. it was it was the cosmetic ones did share. um some abilities with like the gadgets, mm-hmm. but they weren't like your. They're a uh, bonus effect of combat, not okay. like the main skill tree. If that makes sense. Yep. Um, it's like a modifier on a skill or something. Yeah, so it was like your your, uh, you have like the little web gadget where you can throw it down and it sucks everybody into it because like shoots out webs and pulls them in, and it's like it. If you spend tokens, it'll grab one more person. You spend more tokens, yeah. it'll grab two more people, and it does that to me. Okay. Uh, or you just spend your regular skill point and you say, I slap more people harder. And you're like, you know what? That's, that works for me. I think yeah, I do that's it. fair. Uh, but, so there are five currencies in the, in the Suicide Squad one. It's also the screenshot is of an axe. And it says Poison Ivy's axe. First off, notoriously, don't think that's going to be a thing. Yeah. I can't think of a time where Poison Ivy wheel, was wielding an axe. I yeah, can think of—I can barely think of a time she was wearing clothes. The 
<laughs> let alone wielding an axe. Fair. That being said, it is a axe that is frozen. So it is a ice touched or something axe. So it's got like a blue glow to it. Then it does bonus damage to like grunts or whatever. So who gives a shit? It doesn't do. People were joking because they're like, <laughs> they're putting pictures up of Batman seeing Poison Ivy pull out her frozen axe that does bonus damage against grunts and being like, okay, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Just beat the shit out of her again. Um, but here's the part that pisses me off. In the, of this specific thing, is the, mainly it's the currency thing, but the, I said the UI was screwed up, right? Because there's just too much shit on there. They poorly designed a UI. But then what they did is you get combo points, right? Or combo, like a streak. Yep. So shoot a guy, shoot a guy, plus one, plus two, <clears throat> plus whatever. I can't remember if it was at intervals of five or intervals of ten. The streak is normally all the way to the left of the screen. It is anchored to the side of the screen. At either uh, intervals of 5 or intervals of 10. I can't remember which one it was. It snaps to like the middle of the screen to show that you increase to this big number and then pushes it back to the side. And so you just see it doing this. That sounds awful. And I'm like, why wouldn't you just change the color? Like the number's already at an X. The number's already on top of the X. Either change the color of the X to indicate that I'm going up and then just pulse it. Yeah. And then keep going. But no, instead they're snapping into the middle of the screen. That is relevant for this next part where I tell you that the axe's special ability is that you gain four acts per swing instead of the normal one. You then get to do an ability at 20 acts that does whatever, but that ability costs 20 acts to use. So you're just constantly... But the way that it is written... Is so word garbled that you're like you do, you should have written that way better. Yeah. Hmm. Wild. Can you so, imagine if they had released not delete it? Like, what did it look like before they delete it? We would have had problems. Ubisoft has just announced that a free Prince of Persia: The Lost Crown demo is now available on nearly all platforms that are getting the game. I and think. I have actually seen a lot of I. I was out. I didn't care. Yeah. I still don't care, technically. But I've seen a lot of good things about it, where I'm kind of going like, what the fuck are they doing over there? I'm, it's I'm, probably going to be another Phoenix Rising situation. I'm the cat in overalls. Yeah, but even that wasn't like critically going off. That was that was like you, who I trust to know a good game and like a fun game. I mean, it, it didn't get bad reviews. It got like no, mediocre to good reviews. But it didn't have like the like a hype yeah. thing about it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's partially mainly because it was a new IP versus yeah. this being Prince of Persia that people have been like wanting to come back. Yeah. Um, but I see people being like, I was kind of eh, and the more I like play it, and the more I get like, I'm like, yeah, I know it. I'm like, what the fuck they doing over there? Huh? What? what well, look what happens when Ubisoft makes a game that's not a fucking clone of every other game they've made. They let their their teams be created. <laughs> Division and crew and everybody just kind of staring at each other, going, oh. "Fucking Ghost Recon!" Going, I don't know what to do. <laughs> They're having fun over there. What the fuck? How, how do we? Uh, number sixteen, Hogwarts Legacy Two sold twenty-two million units. Warner Brothers said that there's more Harry Potter things on the way. I would hope the wand dildo that probably exists already. Ah, hundred percent. If Love Sense doesn't already have that as like a, yeah. 
And number 17, NVIDIA has announced the GeForce RTX 40 Super Series. Super, as in super hot, expensive. The 4070 Super will be $600. The 4070 Ti Super will be 800 and the 4080 Super will be $1,000. $1,000. I think the idea of me reading the words 4070 Ti Super pisses me <clears throat> off more than the prices. There was another one at one point. I'm trying to, I always try to remember what it was, but there was another Ti Super, like Ti yeah, Super 2? Years and years <laughs> ago. Yeah. <laughs> but I just hate the idea of having a Ti and a Super. Yeah, it's. Well, they fucked themselves because that was the whole like. Oh yeah, no, well they they oh oh yeah, oh, what are we in the video? Oh yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go fuck myself, and that's what they do. Every we got time. a forty eighty sixteen gig and a forty eighty twelve gig. Do you mean the forty seventy? No, no. <laughs> Cancel the other one. We'll rebrand it. Just carve the paint off the side. Ah, <laughs> uh, ridiculous. <clears throat> and these the supers just restore basically the onboard the ram on the cards yeah, to like what they should have yeah, been. Yeah, they just re-unlock the shit they already had. Yeah. I can make my super if I fucking no, I don't have an NVIDIA card. Yeah, like the space is there. You just throw another die now. Yeah. Another ram, like another piece of, another chiplet of memory you just throw it on there. <laughs> I summon more chiplets. No, not chips, no, oh, no, shit. Ch- not chiclets either. Oh, shit. And not the combination of the two. Just really small chips. <laughs> Take a bag of Lay's, punch it, eat those. All right. Anyway, it's been seven Snort days. Like cocaine. Uh, I've done absolutely 12 nothing. into the new year. I've done the nothing. Rig? How's the rig? Not. It's the same. Same. All Seat right. got sent back. I'm agonizing over what to get instead. Two of the three monitors are. There's one monitor actually on it, but not not hooked up or adjusted, and then the two are still in boxes, which I got to pull those out and check those at some point, make sure they're kosher. Um, yeah, that's it. I mean, basically, I've been taking care of the old wife because she's, like, dying. So, you know, like, I come home. We can't have a what, what's happened in seven days next week, and you're like, well, wife's dead. Yeah, basically. <laughs> can't, can't have that. Yeah. I come home from work, I start cooking dinner. In the middle of cooking dinner, I run over to her mom's house and pick up Aiden, and then I come back and I finish dinner. It's like a whole like basically I don't sit down until like eight thirty, nine o'clock, and at that point I'm just like a vegetable. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, you're you're playing super dad husband right now, yeah. and you just gotta get a cape and go around like Captain Underpants, just Wee Yep. So that's what I've been up to. Um, nothing exciting. What about you? Uh, I, technically nothing exciting. Okay. More than you, but technically nothing exciting. Okay. Uh, I got past that area in Assassin's Creed. I'm a little bit further now. Okay. Uh, I went, when I loaded back up, I was at like right where you saw me walk up the ramp again. Yep. So I walk up there and I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna do the same thing. And I killed him. And then I waited before I walked around the corner. Okay. And the guy that was looking down to the hall is a pat. Ah. So then I was like, okay. So I snuck up, killed the guy that was pausing there, dragged him back. And then I still managed to alert about seven people. And nice. then I walked into a corner and fought them one-on-one, as is the custom. Yeah. Choke point. Yeah, we all understand how this is going to go. You all get to watch mm-hmm. while your friends die. Now it's your turn. One by one. <laughs> that lock-on system works great if you only let one person through the door at a time. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> no. Okay. Hold on. I got to move his body out of the way. All right. You know. Come here. Uh, so that was basically how that entire thing went. Uh, and so I'm about five hours in now, maybe. Mm-hmm. So I'm still, still making progress. Good. Good, good. Uh, still haven't really come around on combat, but maybe I'll get there at some point. Uh, curious, like when I get, you know, you know more skills and stuff. That, yeah. That change. Um, also, I, I haven't tested it, and this is probably a, I need to test this at some point. I don't know if throwing knives just one hit, one kill. Because I'm so used to them not doing that until, like, way later when they get an upgrade. They you did get, show a lot of footage of that and, like, the promotional stuff. Yeah, so I think they do, but I'm so, the last time I really used throwing knives, I think it was, like, AC2 or AC3. Mm-hmm. And their whole thing was always, like, you'd put them to 25% health, and you're like, well, what the fucking use was that? <laughs> <laughs> now they're alerting everyone. Yeah, I might, I might be misremembering that, but I feel like there was definitely a game where it's like, unless you actually upgraded them to do more damage, they never did enough to kill, and it felt terrible. Uh, yeah, I feel like that was something. I just, I might be wrong about that, but either way, uh, making progress on that, still playing WoW. Uh, started playing. I think it's called Against the Storm. Feel bad for not remembering that one. Against the storm, that is, I I did load up a football manager save, and then immediately closed it because I was like, I don't know if I want to do this right now. Yeah, the commitment issues. It's a mix of commitment issues, but like, you have to feel like you want to play football manager. Yeah, and if you don't have that feeling, you will not get anywhere. And I was just kind of like, <sighs> yeah, well, so I might try to do another one. I might delete the one I already set up and play another one in a different league somewhere just to like give myself fully something fresh. Like I'm going to go play in Italy and and not play as Manu. Mm-hmm. Um, I've won enough as Manu and mm-hmm. their performances in real life saddened me to no degree, to no end. So I just, I don't want to look at them right now. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Hurts too much. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's like playing an Ubisoft game and being like, I can it's the same feeling, <laughs> uh, <laughs> except with more passion. <laughs> uh, so I, I think I'm going to try to do that because I haven't ever played. I've played other saves that I've never gotten far in, but I've played it like random. T- like I played at Utrecht and whatever mm-hmm. in uh, the Netherlands, but I haven't played in another one of the top five leagues and like actually made it through a seat, like trying to do a save there. Yeah. So I'm try- I'm, I might try that of like, yeah. every football manager player would be like, oh, you just play in the top five leagues, you start in one of the top teams. And I'm like, okay, I'm not starting. Like, Yes, Man U is very good, but also there's a lot of good teams in the Premier League. If you do bad with Man U, you're a terrible football manager. Like, You should not ever be technically able to do bad with Man U. Well, there's you know, a, it's you, possible. You should be able to play the game how you want. Yeah, so yeah, fuck yeah. those people. Yeah, you can. No, you, you know what I mean. I'm saying yeah. like you can be bad, but the a lot of the fun in having the massive database and is being able to take a team to the glory that like in not the first season because yeah achieving like it's a it's an unknown and well it's, it's you the build same with, like up. out of the park baseball right or any of those type of same games f1 like if you go if you played f1 manager and won the entire won the drivers and the constructors in the first year you managed it would you have the drive to try to win again Probably not. Like, would would you? I'd probably have to wait, and then, and then I'd probably. I mean, you'd start with a team from the back. 
and then try to go for right. And yeah, yeah, you either try to do that or uh, Zealand, who is probably my favorite uh, football manager content creator. Mm. You you've I've watched? Seen him. Uh, yep. uh, I think the way he was doing his twenty four save this time was that he started out unemployed, tried to find a job, and then was just going to boost his credentials by trying to take that club as far as he could find a new job and, and like move through trying to like actually, a, like, like an actual person. Right. Like. And try to do it that way. Um, and I think it's been going pretty well for him, but like, that's interesting. But you start out, you started out with like terrible coaching credentials and based on the coaching, like license you have or what teams are interested in you. Mm-hmm. So he was in like the slums trying to get <laughs> a job to then figure it all out and everything. It's a cool idea. Like, yeah, it's a cool idea if that's the only game you play. Yeah. Because then you always have something to like kind of strive for and try to do you know, whatever. Uh, and I'm sure it makes great stream content. Oh, yeah. But for me, it's like. I don't mind playing in certain second division teams, but that's I wouldn't step much lower than that. So I don't, I don't want to go all I don't want to I don't want to from the bottom. Now I'm here type of thing. Yeah. I'm gonna be like, well, kind of middle way. I mean, that's a lot of work. Yeah. It's a it's lot, a lot of, of years. Mm-hmm. And I'm not that good at the game to know how to do it efficiently. <laughs> so we're going to have some reset years where I got to I gotta get beat on my ass for a bit. Uh, but yeah, so that's up there. Against the Storm is a... I think you'll have... If I showed you it, you wouldn't necessarily remember it, but it's been on award shows or whatever. It sounds familiar. It's the one where it is you're building... You get dropped into like a map tile. And you're building a city, like a tavern-style city. Like, here's a woodcutter camp, here's a whatever. Okay. And you're building those, and then you're getting orders to complete. And it's uh, roguelike in the sense that you complete that area, you complete that map, and you go to a next one. And you're building a camp again, and you do that. And so you're doing a little... Like, the map is only yay big, and you there's glades that you have to cut trees down to explore into and mm-hmm. solve things or whatever. So you just go through that earn bonuses that you can take into the next thing with you and stuff like that. Hmm. Um, Sounds interesting, actually. It is. And it's on Game Pass, so... There you go. Game Pass, Game Pass. Um, yeah, so that's that's where we're at. Thrilling. Only the best. I finished the book Center Stage by Michael K. How was it? It was good. It was just a lot. It was literally the book is him... Uh, like talking about how like the interview went and then kind of like a transcript of the interview. Mm. So if you just watch the show, it's kind of that. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It was just nice to kind of like read it and get a little bit more fun insight into some of the conversations or whatever. And I was just kind of like, okay, now I can move on to my backlog of books. Yeah. Uh, and I'm in chapter 10, I think right now of descent of angels from um, still in the Horus heresy listing mm-hmm. of, uh, Warhammer stuff. Good old Warhammer. Yeah. So we'll, we're, we're getting places. We're doing things. Maybe. Someday. That being said, we'll see you in seven days. Nate, remember the audio this time. Toodaloo, bye-bye.